Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm here with Rachel Mack Robinson, the president and founder at Dotcom Therapy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. I'm excited for us to chat. Uh, you and I were talking a little bit before the call, so it's uh, it's really great to uh, to have you on to talk more about your background and Dotcom Therapy's um, basically founding and, and how you're building the company. So what I like to usually do is start things off uh, right out of the gate. If you could tell the audience about your background, then we can talk about Dotcom Therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Dotcom Therapy was, was founded in 2015. Um, really just based off of me being a practicing clinician and seeing all of the different access issues that patients face today. Um, if I were to even kind of back it up even further, I, I always like to say I'm a third generation entrepreneur. So growing up, if I ever kind of faced a problem, my parents never were like, you don't complain about it, you fix it. How would you make it better? How would you improve it? And so I think just the way that I was raised kind of influenced, if I see a problem, you have to be the one to fix it. So when I was practicing as a speech pathologist in a neural clinic, I had a wait list of about four to five months uh, for patients to come in to see me. I had patients that were driving one to two hours, um, parents taking off of work or missing appointments because they couldn't take off of work. Um, all of the things um, were just really problematic getting their kids to come in to see me. Um, and if you can imagine having a child with a developmental disorder, um, you definitely want to prioritize their therapy. So I knew that teletherapy could probably solve a lot of these different access issues. Um, it's hard to believe that, you know, six years ago, telehealth was still kind of up and coming. Um, I think COVID has really accelerated the adoption and expansion of tele. Um, but at the time I, I called around, I had one, um, school district say, yes, we'll try out this model with you guys. Um, on one, under one contingency, I had to fly up there one week out of every single month. Um, so for the first year of dot-com therapy, it was literally a boots on the ground approach where I would fly up to Bethel, Alaska, one week out of every month, get on small little bush planes, go out to village schools work with the kids up there, then fly back to Southwest Missouri, where I was living at the time, and continued to do all of my services remotely through teletherapy. So I was able to see how impactful it was um, from a firsthand basis. Um, we were the first uh, teletherapy company to W2 all of our therapists and fast forward to today. And we do speech therapy, occupational therapy, and mental health services in 38 different states. So we've grown quite a bit. I always love to, nothing against the companies that are coming out now, but I like when you were, you were in the teletherapy space before it was uh, cool, basically, <laughs> right? Because now everyone's like, oh yeah, teletherapy, teletherapy. Oh, yeah. And then there's companies that like yours that you saw it heading this way, maybe, maybe, you know, two to five years earlier than it was going, but it's there now. And, you know, you, you obviously saw this as an opportunity as we were going to get to this point provide care but yeah everyone's on the oh yeah we need this and we need that and um oh. it's it's really interesting so I'm, I'm excited that you're you're building what you're building um so th that was great so you told us a little bit about obviously your background how you started the company one of the things that we really wanted to to dive into today is 
Um, you already mentioned this a little bit, so I'm not going to go through basically the why, how, what, because you kind of already told us your why and how things got started. You gave us a little bit about the how, right? You, you have yeah. these W2. Can you, well, can you talk a little bit more about the how um, and uh, like how, how your patients can engage with the platform? Yeah. So when we initially got started, our primary customers uh, were K-12 school districts. So we would go out and we would find these school districts that were having a hard time recruiting for speech therapy, occupational therapy, school psychology, or school counselors. Um, we would get into a contract with them, and then we would match them with one of our therapists within our network, and then provide them with a ton of support. We call it our 360 degrees of support. Um, so that was kind of how we initially started engaging, but we know that our, our services are beneficial outside of K-12 schools. Um, so we're continuing to kind of grow and replicate what we've done in the K-12 space um, through matching our therapists and we're um, expanding it into to healthcare um, as well as delivering our services directly into the homes. I like the, the K-12 focus. Um, it's, it's an area that is one of the most important areas of teletherapy, right? Um, these children, I, I think it's, it, what's great about the, the children too of this like generation right now is the, the, the stigma of therapy is not what it was oh. 20 years ago. Now it's very rare to find someone that's not going, it's more rare, I think, to find someone that doesn't go to therapy or hasn't at least tried therapy than it was 10, 15 years ago. I mean, you, you know more than I would in that area. Is that what you're seeing as well? Absolutely. And I think, you know, kids nowadays are so incredibly motivated through technology. If you think about even how they develop their relationships with their friends, it's through technology. You know, it's um, it's a format that they're really, really comfortable um, engaging with. And we've seen such incredible progress with the kids that we do treat. Um, it's really cool to watch. Absolutely. I'm sure it's it's uh, you're you're you have the both uh, the best sides of uh, of the business. You obviously get to build a sustainable business, but you also get to help people. And I mean, it sounds simple, but most businesses don't get to do that, no yeah. matter how much they try. Right. Unless they start donating to charities and things like that. That's the only way they'll ever be able to hit both sides of that spectrum. So um, love what you're doing. Can you talk us through uh, basically how, how to approach pediatric wellness and obviously how you're approaching pediatric wellness uh, at Dotcom Therapy? Yeah, so it's been really interesting. When we initially started Dotcom Therapy, our number one service line that was requested was uh, for speech therapy. And kind of as time has gone along and you know even what you just mentioned with kind of increased acceptance to therapy, specifically mental health therapy, um, we're seeing this shift in the majority of our requests coming through are now for pediatric mental health services. And I kind of liken it to, I almost think we needed to address our adult mental health problem before we could even focus on what was going on in the pediatric adolescent community. And with, you know, the talk spaces and the better helps where, you know, we're creating easy access for adult mental health services, we're now able to focus on the pediatric and adolescent space where we know one in five uh, kiddos today, they struggle with some sort of a mental health disorder, whether it's anxiety or depression, um, OCD, any of those things, um, but only about 20% of them actually access services. 
And so that's sorely lacking and it needs to be prioritized. Um, so what dot-com therapy is doing is we're partnering with our school districts to say, you know, kids are spending the majority of their time here in these school buildings. How do we increase access to these life-changing mental health services where these kids are? And so where in the past, we've really been working with the special education space through partnerships like what we're having right now with Good Side Health, um, which is a telemedicine company out of Texas. Um, we're able to actually engage with the general populate, the general student population to be able to identify um, mental health distresses within the general population community, identify, get them matched with us, and then hopefully get them back to baseline and discharge back into school. So creating those healthy habits as kids. Love that. What, yeah. what's, what's next for the company, Rachel? Oh gosh, so much. Um, so we recently just closed our series A funding round. Um, and like I had mentioned, really the K-12 education space has been our focus over the last six years. Um, but when we started raising capital um, about a year ago, we knew that there was a giant opportunity for us to really shake up the pediatric therapy healthcare space. Um, so we seeked out investor partners that were um, well-connected in the space. So OSF Ventures, which is the venture arm of OSF Healthcare, um, LRB Health, which is made up of a ton of different health systems from across the US, um, and then new capital partners based out of Birmingham, Alabama, who were the first institutional investors in Teladoc. So we've got some really strong investors in our corner and we're turning from you know, not just providing services in the K-12 space, but being able to partner with healthcare or systems across the U.S. Um, and we're also in the process of credentialing and enrolling in a bunch of different health plans. So if you as a parent think that your child would benefit from our services at home, you'll be able to access those from the comfort of your home um, and still have your child be able to reach their goals. That's super exciting. Congrats on the Series A. Looking Thank forward you. to uh, hopefully um, at that next, uh, you know, when that next financing round happens, what we like to do is since we've already had you on the podcast, come up back on for a quick little update. Tell yeah. us about that new round, what you're doing, or, or even, even if there's not a round, come back on, tell us what's new, what's changed. Because as everyone knows that follows the startup world, uh, things tend to, to move uh, pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm excited that we were able to connect and let's definitely stay in touch. But thank you again so much for joining me on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much.